You're listening to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries, where we dive into the stories and topics trending in the actuarial profession in Canada and around the world. Subscribe and catch up on past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Chris Pivoli, Actuary Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. Thank you for joining us. Most Canadians are familiar with the Canada Revenue Agency, especially around April of each year. However, many are not aware that there is a significant actuarial function within CRA. In order to provide some more information on what actuaries do within the agency, we're joined by CIA member Katie McElwain. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, and I'm very happy to be here today. That's great. So to start off, I was hoping you could give us a bit of your background, how you got interested in actuarial science way back when. Yes, so for my background, I'm an actuary and I have been working in the pension field for the last 17 years. And for 15 of those years, I've been working in the actuarial section at Canada Revenue Agency. So as to your question about how I got interested in actuarial science, well, I found that I often viewed the world using math to make sense of things and I'd noticed trends in my everyday life. And if I could give an example, I recall back in university, going to the movie theater with my best friend at the time who was studying law, and we walk into the movie theater and it was very dark. And my best friend noted, oh, there's not enough lights in here, someone could get hurt, the movie theater is being negligent. But my thoughts were differently entirely, because when I walked into the movie theater, I noticed how dark it was and I was trying to figure out what percent of the theater was full and I thought well people sitting in the seats didn't likely follow a normal distribution because people would like to sit in the middle or up top however up top it was very dark and I started thinking about conditional probability all that to say is I realized from that experience how my brain worked and it was definitely more mathematical. So when I was at University of Alberta, I was studying math and statistical courses, which I really enjoyed. And my university offered an information session on actuarial science, which I knew nothing about. And I remember sitting in the lecture hall after the explanation, and I felt, wow, this was a profession that I could really see myself doing. It was about bringing data and information to life. And it was really about problem solving in a business setting. So following that session, I enrolled in actuarial science program for my last two years, and I started writing actuarial examinations. And really from there, that's where my career started. Wow, that's great. It sounds like you were fortunate to come across the actuarial career, so that's good. So from there, can you tell us a bit about your career path coming out of university and eventually leading up to you joining CRA? Yes, so following university in 2006, I started working as an analyst at a consulting firm in Edmonton, and I was working in retirement benefits. And right from the get-go, I found the field very interesting. I liked learning about pension administration and plan design. I found that each pension plan was very unique, and I found it interesting how all the different parties interacted. So whether it was the employer, the plan members, if there was a pension committee, maybe there was regulators as well. So I found that very interesting. And I liked seeing all the unique issues that arose with each unique pension plan. So in 2008, my partner was working in Ottawa for the federal government, and I was looking to move there. And one thing I knew for sure was that I wanted to continue working in the pension field. Fortunately, CRA was hiring and I interviewed with them. I recall being impressed with their professional staff, the way they supported their employees through the actual examinations and the work-life balance that they offered. 
At that time, I had two actuarial exams and I knew I was quite keen on pursuing my fellowship designation. So I was quite thrilled to be offered a job at CRA and I accepted it as an actuarial advisor in the actuarial section at Canada Revenue Agency. So as I mentioned off the top, I think a lot of people are familiar with the name CRA, but we really don't know a lot about how it works on the inside. So could you give us a quick overview of how the Canada Revenue Agency is structured and what are some of its main functions? Absolutely. So the CRA is the largest federal government organization with over 55,000 employees. For an organizational structure, CRA is comprised of 12 headquarter branches and five regional administrations. The CRA is responsible for collecting taxes, administering tax law and policy, as well as delivering benefit programs and tax credits. And in fact, during the pandemic, we assisted the government in rolling out some emergency programs. Some might be interested to hear that we do use data analytics to effectively target non-compliance, and we work with our international partners to detect and combat tax evasion and avoidance. Now, our responsibilities are diverse and in some cases surprising to people. And for instance, not many people might know that CRA has actuaries. Yeah, that was certainly a bit of a surprise to me when I found that out. So can you tell us how does the actuarial department fit into the operations of CRA? The actuarial section has 13 employees. Some are fully qualified fellows, others are aspiring actuaries, and we have one administrative support person. The actuarial section is housed in Registered Plans Directorate, whose mandate is to register and monitor various tax-assisted deferred income savings plans. And when I'm talking about tax-assisted deferred income savings plans, people may be most familiar with your registered retirement savings plan, your RRSP, or your tax-free savings account, your TFSA, or your employer-sponsored registered pension plan, RPP. Now, the actuarial section works primarily on monitoring registered pension plans that contain a defined benefit provision to ensure their compliance with the Income Tax Act and regulations. So as an example, actuaries working in the pension industry often prepare actual valuation reports to outline the recommended employer contributions to registered pension plans. Now, for these employer contributions to be deductible for tax purposes, the actual valuation report must be sent to CRA for our approval. So without this actual expertise, the CRA would not be able to assess the reasonableness of the employer's recommendation in these reports. So this is just one example of the many types of workloads that are performed within the actuarial section. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe you could give us a sense for what most of your work is focused on day to day. Registered Plans Directorate receives over 5,000 actual valuation reports annually. And in the actuarial section, we develop risk-based tools for this workload with the ultimate goal of assessing the reasonableness of employer contributions that are made to define benefit registered pension plans. The tools that we developed are used by all different employees in the directorate. Some tools are screening tools, which would determine the depth of our reviews, whereas other tools perform risk-based analysis and calculations. We've also developed tools that are used by auditors in our audit division. For the more complex or riskier actual valuation reports, the actuarial section conducts a more fulsome analysis. Now we've developed and maintained all our own in-house calculation tools for performing this type of analysis. So for example, we have a tool that can calculate the annuity factors, and this allows us to replicate values that an actuary in the industry has performed. In reviewing these reports, we often communicate with actuaries to discuss their methods and assumptions, and sometimes we actually request revisions to their reports. 
Some of our tax legislation makes references to generally accepted actuarial principles or assets and liabilities are apportioned in a reasonable manner. So in these cases, we've actually developed policies on what CRA would consider reasonable and acceptable. And we've often done this in consultation with our external stakeholders. Following this, we often develop publications so that everybody knows what we would accept from a tax perspective. In addition, Registered Plans Directorate receives inquiries from pension plan administrators, and if they are actual in nature, they actually come to my team and we work and respond to them. Now, when I talk about auditing registered pension plans within the directorate, the actual section may be consulted. For example, if our auditors are working on an audit regarding transfers out of pension plans, the actual section will often perform a commuted value calculation and so what a commuted value calculation is, is it's a lump sum amount representing the member's foregone pension benefit. In other audits, we may be asked to confirm the annual pension payment amount because in auditing, they're looking at how much is being reported for tax purposes. So the actual section will assist with determining the annual pension amount, in particular, if there's an actual adjustment to account for delayed retirement. We also work and collaborate with the Department of Finance on legislative drafting initiatives and also engage with our provincial counterparts to provide specialized actual expertise in relation to the federal pension rules and regulation. Now, finally, I would like to mention one workload as it relates to ministerial waiver requests, which we receive about 100 a year. So there is a limit in the income tax regulation uh, regarding an amount an employee can contribute to their defined benefit registered pension plan. The income tax regulation also allows the minister to waive this limit in certain circumstances. So this is something that we do work on. I will mention that we are the only actuarial expertise in all of CRA, and sometimes we get asked to provide insight and assistance on matters outside of our directorate. Now, we only help where our qualifications allow, and in the past, we've assisted another branch with a court case which CRA denied contributions where the actuarial assumptions were unduly conservative. Our expertise has been sought in life insurance matters, but as pension actuaries, we have to decline our assistance in those matters. So to summarize, the actuarial section encompasses a lot of different workload involving reviewing actual valuation reports, tool development and maintenance, publications, inquiries, liaison with other government agencies, as well as assisting our audit division on RPPs, and finally, ministerial waiver requests. Okay, great. That's very informative. I know I learned something today, so thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Chris. If you have an idea for a future Seeing Beyond Risk episode or would like to contribute to our blog, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at seeingbeyondrisk at cia-ica.ca. Until next time, I'm Chris Pivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.